the thing is like where artists aren't respected as much i mean where just you look like a lot of people don't look at the quality of artists nowadays they look at just the the facility just a performer or at max instagram followers you know what i'm saying it's it's kind of like that also too it's kind of like a cloud game definitely and the worst part is also like a lot of people who artists who just start out especially kids in like schools and stuff they end up falling victim to like the whole exposure thing Hello everybody and I welcome you to the first episode of Deciphered a podcast where we unlock and decipher anything and everything under the sun from art forms music culture and a lot more that you can possibly imagine I'm your host Kevin Noel Sequera very excited and I welcome you again Just by looking at the title of the episode, your brain must have just pre-planned that this episode is going to be something about sculptors or something about painting or about poetry or writing or art therapy or just another art form, which it is. But my question to you listeners at the start of the episode itself is what do you consider and what do you think is art? Of course, we will have our own definitions. But who do you think is an artist and who do you think is a creator? Do you think an artist and a creator are same or is an artist a person who creates something and leaves it for an audience and a creator just creates something? This may be confusing for most of us, but let's take some time and think about it. As today, we are deciphering the art form of rap or rap culture. or one of the five elements of hip hop for which i have a very special guest his name is sedant ashok he goes by the stage name inner rhymes and without further ado i welcome you sedant to this podcast hey what's good kevin thank you so much for having me on inner rhymes over here what's good <laughs> all right sedant to kick things off can you explain to our listeners about inner rhymes your stage name what does that mean and why inner rhymes definitely so um inner rhymes is basically the moniker i go by when i perform on stage or as also you can say it's like my stage name as well so basically what inner rhymes means it means to represent what's inside so generally a lot of my content the music i release is kind of it kind of falls under alternative rap but also with like a bit of a you know emotionally laden content about like mostly my mental state so But because of that, I feel like it suits me perfectly as a stage name. So if I had to go back to the origin of Inner Rhymes, well, when I initially started rapping, like seriously, like, or rather, I started like writing my own verses when I was like roughly around fifteen, and around that period, I was always called Spazzy by my couple of my school peers because I had ADHD. You know, kids can be mean, so it's cool. But yeah, so as I grew old, I kind of took it as my stage name briefly spazzy but as i grew older i think i attained a certain form of maturity and i kind of understood that what people used to think about me does not have to be a representation of who i am now so as a result i picked inner rhymes when i turned roughly like 19 i think yeah when i turned 19 or 20 around that range so yeah that's the story behind inner rhymes quite fascinating actually which brings me to my second question which is one of my personal favorites so right from when you started off that is from poetic failure that's worth to mention 
टू इनो रेज एंड नाउ टू फाइव सिक्स हाउ इज द जर्नी बिन फॉर यू यू नो इफ यू वुड से इवॉल्विंग लाइक अ पोकी मॉन्ट हाउ इज दैट बिन यू नो वॉट वे योर चैलेंज इज लाइक इफ यू वॉन्ट टू डिस्क्राइब इट well to be bright precise um i still remember when i you know recorded poetic failure you know i had no idea about which studio to go to you know i i was really nervous because you know the thing is people when they write their first track it is a few people they think that oh it's going to be that easy you know take what i've written and go record it but when you sit in front of a mic it's honestly the most intimidating experience i had at that point i was nervous i was like damn i'm really doing this also like you know being a college kid it was really hard for me to actually even like save up you know to actually go and record a track so i used to do a lot of like side like content writing and you know like trying to balance my degree and trying to earn money for my music was probably the most hardest struggle for me but i feel like i managed to strike that balance i mean even though it's quite uneven at times it's quite a rocky boat but i still somehow did it When I recorded myself on that mic, I <laughs> pictured myself to sound entirely different of what I actually sounded like, you know. And that just really like ticked me off, and I just feel like I didn't do it justice. And you know, at initial, I had thoughts of quitting. I'm like, this is how I'm gonna sound. Like, I don't think this is quality music. But I'm glad that I didn't because I steadily started spending more time like working on my skills. So after I dropped Poetic Failure, I didn't drop music for a year, and then I dropped my my project like called venting session volume 1 that was like the first mixtape i ever released like a first project and that was actually like the stepping stone for me like i actually came to the conclusion that wow i can actually do something you know i always felt the content was too dark because i'm mostly no mostly like you know talking about suicidal ideation uh i'm mostly talking about like you know anxiousness possible depression and these are topics people wouldn't like to hear about generally So after that I took another year off and then I released Inner Revelations now this project in particular actually did the best that I've ever you know I compared all my projects so far So it's also something that you know people would want to hear Exactly I mean I mean also the the demography that I've targeted is mostly like 18 to like people in their late 20s you know that's the demography I've mostly targeted And now after that there was also a, there was a track called 56 The five six is where it was brilliant, you know, like because um, for the simple fact that I had people around me who were rapping about different topics, and for once I did not have to rap about my my feelings all the time. This time I could actually rap about Bangalore, like rap about my city. This was completely different for me, but it came out pretty well. And the same applied with Inner Age too. Inner Age was a track in which I was basically clapping back at people saying that I wasn't versatile enough, when in reality I could. I could be a really aggressive rapper if I wanted to it's just not my style So now coming to the scene itself the rap culture the community and the industry itself there are some people who consider themselves you know regular mainstream artists versus some people who consider themselves underground you know people like you who consider yourselves underground artists or underground rappers what is this distinction and what does it really mean So basically when you're an underground artist what the stark distinction between the two that an underground artist is generally an artist as the name says that hasn't touched the surface level of being noticed by the general public that's why the term underground you see what i'm saying so once you like a underground it also means that you've got limited your generally an independent artist you might have a small following nobody really knows who you are explicitly unless people really dig again the term underground and dig it all links up basically it's an artist that's really buried in a sea of artists 
you know and everybody can be on the ground technically in my belief until you rise that is whereas and also you have to understand being an underground artist you generally don't have the kind of financing that you know mainstream artists have you know it's what happens so yeah that's one main distinction also like you have to understand mainstream artists are backed heavily by labels you know to blow up i i don't think you i don't think you i believe you could be independent and do good as an as an artist and so right now in this day, in this social media age it's very easy to blow up i mean the problem now back then the problem was blowing up and getting a buzz nowadays the problem is not really blowing up it's about keeping yourself relevant that's the problem because blowing up doesn't surprise anybody anyway like next week we'll probably hear of another app blowing up because of how mainstream you know hip hop has become as a genre of music so now coming to the very current situations you know current circumstances which are very unnatural with a very heavy heart for all the performing artists out there i want to ask you how has it been you know during the pandemic without a stage without crowd around you without the ability to share your music how has it been i mean just like you said right it's heavy heart and all that jazz it's been very hard like to be very honest i mean first of all like a lot of performing artists who actually prioritize you know being artists over being hobbyists of their art of their art form they've taken the biggest blow i mean see the problem is not even the pandemic the problem is even after the pandemic you know a lot of places have shut down right a lot of venues have closed because they're undergoing losses massive losses you know they can't keep it up so that that it's literally killing the spot the performance spots for us also on top of that um how do i say this a lot of artists are resorting to you know live gigs on instagram so you know that also depends on internet quality and you know people don't get as hyped for that as they as they would do for a live performance right you know and number 3 like a lot of people have some people like the general public think we can make something out of streaming that's not true streaming actually pays us peanuts you know so it's literally extremely hard like i know some of my my friends who are doing another job on the side in order to cover their rent you know and finding a job during these times it's it's hard i mean right now i feel it's just more of surviving the pandemic before reestablishing yourself so like that's the sad part i don't think it's easy i think it's quite it's going to be even harder as we go forward but i think as long as the community sticks together i feel like there'll be some form of you know you know unified hope of sorts so there's that because we the artists need the audience you know to be, to be an artist also in a way and if the audience isn't going to be there of course it's going to be tough right and we are performers too yeah you know just like you said you know the live stream events and the instagram gigs and what not a lot of people you know as i observed in the public domain underestimate artists you know they say you know do things for free exposure for experience and you know they don't pay the artists for their hard work you know years of dedication to just learn that craft you know all those part time jobs like you said and all of that is gone for waste and they just say you know i'll give you a 5 minute slot you know do it for the audience do it for the people and what not that is now a very important question of artistic integrity and you know supporting your own self with your art so would you want to shed some light on it 
Oh, definitely. See, the same people who say do it for the crowd and all that jazz are the same people who are quietly holding a huge wallet. Right, that's just completely filled with all the revenue they're getting out of whatever event they're hosting. Number two, I feel like like this whole you can do it in five minutes. It won't take you too much time, right? So you know, do it for free. I mean, I spent eight years doing my craft. If it means it took, it can take me five minutes to do something related to my craft. You know what I'm saying? So that did not come free because I invested like hours to at least reach where I am. It was not like I woke up one day when la 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 and suddenly became a rapper, right? So like like number three also, I feel like you know I feel artists, I feel like people who can't afford to pay artists but they're ready able to host events. I mean, if they can invest that much in equipment and you know all other kinds of necessities for their events, I'm pretty darn sure. I'm pretty darn sure they can keep something for the artists too, right? And you know like. The thing is, like, when artists aren't respected as much, I mean, where just you look like a lot of people don't look at the quality of artists nowadays. They look at just the the fact that he's just a performer or at max Instagram followers. You know what I'm saying? It's it's kind of like that also too. It's kind of like a clout game. Definitely, and the worst part is also like a lot of people who artists who just start out, especially kids in like schools and stuff, they end up falling victim to like the whole exposure thing. You know, like if I had to be very blunt, when I went out there and I performed, exposure didn't give me jack squat. You know, if anything, like I gained most of whatever I did by actually getting out there. And actually getting paid to one of my to an event once, and that's how like you have to understand that also when you get paid to do to perform for people, right? People are also paying money to come and see this event, so naturally they want to know who you are or maybe something like along those lines, or at least vibe to the music because they want to get what their money is worth. And people generally take free things for granted, you know, that's human nature. So in in that sense, yeah, I, I feel like and I feel like artists also should understand their own value. Because I know a lot of people, even to this day, who will jump at the idea of a 200 people, 300 people crowd, if it means that they won't get a single penny. I mean, I mean, why are you giving away your skills for free? I mean, think about it this way: if you have money in your pocket, you give it away for free. No, you you earned it. That's another thing. Like, I feel like a lot of people are even ready to, you know, sell out their art form as long as they even get paid a minimal amount. But I feel like. Every artist should have a standard fare of what they're worth. You know, I'm not saying that everybody can demand 10k as soon as they start. But what I'm trying to say is, work your way up. Beautiful, amazing discoveries, Siddhan. Thank you so much for being here. For for the most part, educating our listeners about you know artistic integrity and how important it is in this current time itself to respect one's own art form and to stand up for oneself basically you know if there are uh, people who are just starting out now you know this would be very helpful for them thank you so much kevin for having me really appreciate blessed to be here and thank you so much for sharing you know your journey your stage name which uh, the story behind it which was very interesting and yeah it's a very humble request to our listeners as well to tune into siddhan's music which is very vibey and you know it's pretty good so obviously check it out and yeah thank you so much uh, siddhan again thank you to our listeners as well and we will be back with another special episode of deciphered two episodes every month so stay tuned follow the instagram page at kevin noel sequera and take care of yourselves of your families of your mental health which is very important and yeah pa 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 pa